All right, welcome back to Just Car Guys, the show where me and my dad talk about the latest car news and car stories from the week. Starting off here, for those who like the Ford Mustang Mach-E, then this is good news. The 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E GT and GT Performance models will be available summer of this year and are now available for order. The GT pulls 480 horsepower out of its two electric motors and launches to 60 miles per hour in just 3.8 seconds. And with a range of 250 miles, you can expect to pay a rather high price for these things. The Mach-E GT starts at 61,000 and the GT performance at 66,000. So my question for you, what are your thoughts on this thing? I haven't really heard your opinion on them. Do you like them? Do you think my... I think they're all right. My biggest issue is that it's called a Mustang. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they shouldn't yeah, do that. It, it looks pretty good, you know, as far as uh, electric SUVs go. Yeah, like, like it, yeah, it, it, it really it'll hold its own over, bad. you know, like a, a from from a look standpoint to Tesla or whatever. But and even the, the I don't often like the wheels on mm-hmm. on a lot of these uh, um, electric vehicles, but those are pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I like those. It is just strange that they're calling it a Mustang. They shouldn't do that. Like no. that. The loud V8 driver's car, and they're gonna make an electric SUV. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No, no. They could have done, I, I don't know, all sorts of things. They uh, repurposed a name that went away in the past, or yeah, exactly. You know, some um, some more creative. Ford has also announced that they are establishing a battery cell research and development center to manufacture their own batteries instead of having to rely on suppliers. The company has expected to spend $185 million to create what they're calling Ford Ion Park, which is this facility that they're creating in Michigan. This was definitely a move that I at least expected, especially because they plan to spend $22 billion on global electric vehicles within these next coming years. That's pretty wild. It's interesting that they're going down that path, though, because a lot of times, you know, they can get things produced uh, much cheaper, you know, by having someone else do it versus doing it themselves. However, if they can find a breakthrough, then they could end up being the supplier for others, which is where they're probably trying to take it. It's probably not just taking care of themselves, but, you know, they're trying to be a source for others. And now we have some less interesting news about arguably the ugliest Kia out there. The 2022 Kia Sported sees virtually no new updates for its sixth year of production besides some technology updates and the addition of a new LX value edition package. Now, what is interesting is um, things like Ford Collision Avoidance Assist, Lane Departure Warning, Lane Keeping Assist, Driver Attention Warning, and Blind Spot Monitoring are now all standard which at a base model the base model starts at 25,265 so to get all that tech standard is actually pretty cool that's that's pretty amazing really i mean th- those are some of the features that you get in only the highest end models really yeah. you know or, or you got to pay extra right not certainly not entry level i actually i don't mind the thing it, it's not the front man it's it's just a cute cute it's not it's not you know it doesn't have any it. kind of yeah it, it it's fine yeah i don't think it's that bad now this is really cool next we will soon have an awesome new car from lotus so after officially killing the avora the elise and the exige back in january 
They left us with just Type 131 as the code name for a new car, and we finally have some details. Introducing the Lotus Emira. So obviously there's not much to see here, but this is going to be Lotus's last gasoline fire-breathing car. After this, all Lotuses will be electric vehicles. With that, we don't really have many details except that it will have usable space, as they said and is not a supercar, so it is expected to be in the high $60,000 to low $120,000 range. I know that's a big range, but that's all we got really. And we'll have more details after the car is officially unveiled on July 6th. So it's gonna slot into like a, is it gonna be like a GT car, kind of like an Evora? Yes. Or, so they're getting completely away from track-focused cars. Well, like, it's of course track-focused. Are you saying the Evora isn't track-focused? I don't not not compared to the like Elise or something well, like they, that. You know, they like, still have the Evija. Have you seen that? No. Their two million dollar supercar. Well, no, no. I'm talking about something that people like everyday Joes can go get one and go run it at the track. You know. Well, I mean like, that'll you could probably run this thing at the you, track. You, I don't. See you what can, you're but they the the Elise. I think it's the Elise. The Elise is super lightweight it is track focused and oh yeah. by the way you can drive it on the street the evora has a little more luxury features yeah no i i just think it's a shame <laughs> that they're not offering at least two variants something well, we don't know that yeah they okay. haven't given us more details with that though have you seen i think that's honestly that's going to be a pretty big marketing move because like who wouldn't want to buy the last lotus that's internal That's, combustion yeah. if it's actually good of course with that have you heard or seen anything about the avisia no dude it is sick it's a all electric two million dollar supercar really cool that is really cool. really cool so with that next we also have some more awesome stuff coming from hennessy now, not only will they take your TRX and turn it into the 1,000 horsepower Mammoth, but they will also then take your Mammoth and turn it into a fully blown SUV that seats seven total adults comfortably. <laughs> Other modifications include custom 20-inch wheels with 35-inch tires, custom front bumper, and a front suspension leveling kit. With all that, you even get a three three year, 36,000 mile warranty. And keep in mind, only 20 of these things will be made. Isn't that hilarious? I, I love what Hennessy does because they just take things that are already ridiculous and make them even more ridiculous. I think it's pretty cool. It's a shame they're only gonna make 20. I know, they need to make more. That would be awesome. Well, they're really expensive too. Well, yeah. Now this, this next one is, I think personally, a really big deal. Ride-sharing company Lyft struck a crazy deal with Toyota. The Toyota Motor Corporation is set to acquire Lyft's self-driving vehicle division for $550 million through its subsidiary Woven Planet. The acquisition will also include multi-year non-exclusive commercial agreements between the ride-hail company and Woven Planet. This also means that Toyota now has access to use data from real-world driving that Lyft collects from its fleet of autonomous vehicles that they have all over the place. So of course the goal of this is not only to enhance safety, but expedite development and self-driving technology and the commercialization of these vehicles. I mean, that that's a big move on Toyota's part. That gives them a ton of data yeah. that they yeah. now have access to to create their systems that not really any other manufacturers have access to because they haven't been able to get it out there. Said Toyota's just like, give me it all just buy it yeah. <laughs> yeah just buy it 
So next here, the 2021 Ford F-150 is coming with a really cool feature. Ford is going to take out the guesswork and make your job a lot easier by incorporating an onboard scale onto the trucks. So what you can do is you can use Ford's new mobile app and the truck will show you an approximate weight of what has been added to the bed or trailer hitch. Add in your trailer weight and it can advise you on the best way to adjust your load and set up proper weight distribution. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And what the main thing I'm surprised is that nobody had come up with it yet. Like this yeah. is brand new. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Well, it's just wild how far trucks have come, right? They've come from oh, yeah. being as as simple and basic as possible just to haul stuff yep. and now they just keep adding more and more technology Super which luxury. only makes sense yeah know, to, it makes complete sense so cool and with that also this is awesome so that's all great if you have access to your phone or inside on the screen but if you don't while you are loading you can set it up to where they have a special tail light it's got four leds and so it fills up battery style to show you how close you are to full capacity <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's 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 a great idea. I love it. And so next here, this is really cool too, is a first look at the super powerful 2022 Mercedes AMG GLC 63S. That one's a mouthful. There are four models to choose from, of course, the GLC 63 SUV, the GLC 63 Coupe, and then the S versions for both of them. The S version brings more power with 503 horsepower and 516 pound-feet of torque, taking 0.2 seconds off the standard SUV 0 to 60 for 3.6 second time, which is insane. Like, that's a full-size SUV. Yeah, You're going really 3.6? Yeah, that's quick. That's cool, huh? I like it. It's awesome. Actually, I really like how they look too, to be honest. I like I like these things. And it has a top speed of 174 miles per hour in an SUV. Have you ever wanted to spend almost a million dollars on a car that doesn't even have a windshield? Well, this one might be for you. Introducing the super limited run 2021 Aston Martin V12 Speedster of which only 88 will be made. The carbon fiber bodied Speedster has a 5.2 liter twin turbo V12 pushing out 700 horsepower and reaching 198 miles per hour. Do you know why these are a thing? Cause I mean, there's this, there's the McLaren Elva and then the Ferrari like SP1, SP2. Yeah, not particularly. That seems like it's... such a pain to drive without a wind, like there's no windshield. Yeah. I bet it's a blast. I bet it it's really cool. fun if you have your really goggles cool. and stuff, yeah. but. That car looks amazing. It's awesome, man. Yeah. All the carbon fiber and everything. So next, this is a big move. This is something that we have been talking about before, of course. GM is aiming to invest a lot into making EV ownership easier. To start there, creating agreements with tons of third parties to improve the charging network. For example, GM and EVgo have committed to adding more than 2,700 fast chargers by the end of 2025, each delivering up to 350 kilowatts. Then with that, they also have the help of apps, which they are using to help drivers easier find charging stations, simplify payment methods with a simple click of a button to start charging, and see real-time information from nearly 60,000 charging plugs in US and Canada. With that, GM is also aiming to have trained specialists at a number of their dealerships starting this summer, EV trained specialists, of course. And keep in mind that GM has planned to spend nearly $27 billion to launch 30 EVs globally by 2025. That's ambitious. It is, and and they've got to get on top of this technology like right away. They've got oh, to yeah. continue to partner with folks because fast. as 
as fast as that is growing, it's not growing fast enough. No, and not at all. If you think about every, you can pretty much see a gas station every block, right? Yep. In in major metro areas, especially, and sometimes they're across the street from each other. <laughs> yeah. And every one of those has, you know, ten pumps or more, right? Oh, yeah. So so if you think about that, and they're pump, they're they're running through people as quick as possible because it only takes five or ten minutes to fill exactly. up. These are going to take twice as long, right? And mm-hmm. and they've got there's so many less. So as but more and more electric vehicles hit the roads. They've got to not only increase availability, but you know it, it's got to be dramatic. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're, they're just the, not going to have the infrastructure to support. One thing that I see though that is huge, I think that is a huge advantage with these electric cars over any internal combustion engine cars, is that they can make major updates and changes in minutes. Like over, with an over-the-air software update, they can change every single car they have in a matter of minutes instead of having, like say there's a recall for the battery not distributing energy properly or so, something like that. In seconds, they can change that through a software update on their computers and send it out to every single car they have. Yeah, That's I think a big deal. It, that part's a big deal. I think they're advertising the heck out of that, but all of these cars have moving parts. And yes. those are the parts that well, also of course fail. You'll right? still have so to go to a dealership and, and do those things. I'm so, not saying that's going to be gone. I'm yeah. just saying that's that's still a major advantage over. So now another awesome story today. This is an interesting one. Volkswagen is going racing, but not how you might expect. The ID4 electric SUV is going racing with its stock powertrain and Tanner Faust at the wheel. Nice. He will be running the Nora Mexican 1000 from April 25th through April 29th. This, as far as modifications go, there's rally style coilovers and new control arms resulting in a two inch lift. The radiator was moved for better cooling and steel skid plates were added underneath the entire thing to protect the battery. The interior has been stripped in favor for racing seats and a roll cage. Now you might think, how will it charge? VW is bringing a biofuel powered fast charger and they also believe that the car should be able to complete all but 2% of the stages without needing to charge. Wow. So I thought it was a little interesting that they still kept like the stock steering wheel. Yeah, all the stuff is, and you all can that see, stuff, but well look at even the electronics in the door. They just pulled the door panel, but that, yeah. it looks like that's some of the stuff for like, there. yeah, like the... The, the, to be able to move the mirrors electronically yes. and you know like <laughs> yeah that's really funny that's I think, cool i think it's good gonna be for really them. cool to good see good for them to even make that attempt that's oh yeah cool. to at least start the trying to get evs in a motorsport i'm gonna i'm actually extremely interested i'm probably gonna follow the result it is just to see where it stands they couldn't make some slight adjustment to where it says all but two percent of each stage like it seems like you could squeeze out enough energy <laughs> yeah. to just get all stages get done. Get a little bit of a bigger battery say, or something. Yeah then, yeah, then you'd be like, yep. That's what I mean. You do all stages. They, they should. I mean, because add a little yeah. auxiliary battery well, they, in the back or maybe something. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. Maybe that's all the hype. Right? May, they, yeah, maybe they, they're. They don't want to say they could. promise, yeah. over deliver. There you go. So next, we have a first look at everyone's favorite sedan. Introducing the 2022 Honda Civic sedan. The car's exterior gets a complete refresh going for a much sleeker and sportier design compared to the previous generation. The car's also as well mechanically just about the same as the previous generation. With that, Honda has brought us a new interior for the generation focusing on a modern and sleek space, which... I honestly really like the interior. I think it looks great. 
With that, the Civic Sedan will no longer be offered with a manual, but don't be too sad because the to be announced later Civic Hatch as well as Civic SI and Type R models will most likely be offered with that manual option. Yeah, I really like, sense. honestly, just a side note, I like those stock wheels on that blue car. I think those look really mm, good. Yeah. I, yeah, that I, looks I like good. it. The front, it's it's okay. I like the back, the rear end, they, they clean that up nice. It looks good. On the dash, do you think that is that honeycomb? Do you think it's like uh, just a, a visual, but it's a flat panel? Or do you think each and every one of those things is going to have to be cleaned? So, oh, <laughs> man, I didn't think about that. Collect you probably got to clean it. Oh, man. I don't know. If, if it's just like, if it's a so solid you, piece that just has that, so you know, printed on it, it that's is. one thing. But if it's actually three-dimensional. I know it's three-dimensional because the air vents are behind certain portions. So maybe certain portions are three-dimensional mm -hmm. yeah. and then the others are not. But that's going to suck. Oh, that's a lot of cleaning. <laughs> yeah, get in there with like a Q-tip and do each and every Something. single one, man. Ugh. Or they'll figure out how to sell you a brush that goes just yep. for that for 30 bucks. <laughs> of course they'll do that. For our final story today, we have a new enthusiast-focused vehicle from Hyundai. Introducing the 2022 Hyundai Kona N. The compact SUV features a 276 horsepower, two liter turbocharged engine and eight speed dual clutch automatic transmission taken from the 2021 Veloster N. There's also a really cool feature. They call it the N-Grin Shift. It is a feature access using that red NGS button right there on the steering wheel that provides a brief maximum power increase to 286 horsepower and requires a 40 second reset. I think all cars should have that. I think that'd be so fun just to have, it's a push to pass button basically. Yeah, I wish cool. that, if, if that kind of power lives in the vehicle, just let, let it be accessible the whole time. You think, well, I mean, you're, Come on. you're not 11 as over boost. I know, and I, I don't and know you why. Wish it was accessible I, yeah, all the why, time. why isn't it accessible all <laughs> I mean, the time? You have a good point there, but I'm sure it's it's because they have to monitor their warranty right, and it puts it just a little some past regulation the, or something. Who, who knows? They, they've gone a long way. So that thing has heads up display and everything. See that? Oh yeah, it's it's honestly a pretty cool little car. With this also, that has some other awesome features like a crackling variable exhaust system, electronic limited slip differential, upgraded brakes and tires, and the ability to create custom drive modes, which I think is really cool. Unfortunately, they have not released any zero to 60 figures for it yet, but we're expect or it's expected to be somewhere around 5.5 seconds. It seems like, a, I mean, five, five, that's cool. It seems like a bit of a stretch to call it like a sport SUV because it sort of looks like a four door like a hot hatch yeah you know it's a like rather small suv that's for sure a hot hatch but but still yeah that's cool all right and with that that is it for this week that's all the cool and crazy car news and we'll see you next time thanks everybody talk to you later peace out